Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, ladies. Who said that? It's me, Rochelle. Well, Rochelle, do you want to do a podcast? Absolutely. Oh my God. Music. Music. <laughs> that opening. That was fun. I loved it. <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions. Right? We're just really excited to say the line that I've said since the beginning of time. Who said that? Stephanie just wanted to be me for a second. It's all good. All right. Well, we're definitely over. Welcome to Cycle Swaps, a podcast where we stop the competition and start the collaboration. In this episode, we are speaking to a certified holistic health coach who is on a mission to help support and guide others find tools that they need to self-regulate. She loves all things gut health human design, manifestation, and astrology. That's right. It's host of the Emotional Mastery Podcast, Rochelle Christian. Did I say the last name right? I did what I- It's my middle name, Christian. It's okay. You know what? My mom, after like my whole life told me, she's like, it's just Christian. Why do you keep saying Christian? I'm like, you told me my whole life it was Christian. So I don't know. Isn't that wild when you find out something about your own name that you're like, oh, like my name, weird side note. I always thought my middle name's Anne. So I always thought my middle name was spelled A-N-N-E for some weird reason. My mom's like, no, it's A-N-N, but it was supposed to be A-N-N-E because your great grandmother was her name. But in the hospital, I messed up. And when I called my dad, my grandpa, she's like, I named her middle name after grandma. He goes, well, how'd you spell it? She's like, A-N-N. And he's like, it's A-N-N-E. And she's like, well, I already put the papers in. I can't go change it now. And so it was like a whole thing, but like very little. I thought it was with an E too. So weird. That's literally exactly what happened. My dad said it was supposed to be with the E, but he forgot the E. And so (laughs) they said it's pronounced Christian, but on paper it's Christian. But my mom apparently had no idea of this whole thing, which is a conversation between my dad my whole life, apparently. I love love it. it. My name was going to be Molly. That was the other choice, is which so I think would have worked for me, right? I would have been a Molly. Yeah. Mine was going to be Danielle. Oh, Danielle. Interesting. I was going to be Rock. Rock? Yeah, because I thought I was going to be a boy. They didn't find out. Brock or like Rock? rock. Like- R- well, R-O-C-H. But oh, like, okay. Like the rock, like I'm throwing a rock. Yeah. So R-O-C, oh. Rochelle means little rock in French. Oh, that's fun. I like that. I was going to be Ethan if I was a boy. Ethan. I like that name. I don't know that they thought of anything else. I think they were pretty much just <laughs> they were like, this better be set. a girl. There's no other options. <laughs> yeah. There was no choice. She yelled at her stomach. She's like, listen. Yeah. Well, I think that's how my dad did it to my mom too. When they had me, since they had had like the two boys, my dad was like, please, a girl, I'm begging of thee. And when I was born. And he like went, of course, because my and father's wept. very emotional, went into the room to tell everybody that it was a girl and he started weeping because he was just so happy to have a, a little princess. We never say he cried. It's always weeping. No, it is. It is weeping. Is that he's just weeping, like hysterical. He's crying is, is, is not the right word for Papa Steve's emotions. <laughs> it is weeping. It is but weeping. I feel like men never just like shed a small tear. It's That's like penned up to the point where they sob or they just like don't do anything. Not all men, but some. I wish that was the actual truth for my father that he had like pent up emotions and then it was but it, honestly it's like every day a good weep is he'll, he'll say something it gets him verklempt and then he just starts hysterically <laughs> crying and it's just like all right sorry I don't know where how did you get here okay I love that we're talking about emotions it's very like on par with this whole thing and I feel mm-hmm. like it's hard not to well I think people also 
listening to this podcast can probably already tell that we've spoken before. Well, (laughs) yes, emotional, but that that the three of us already have a rapport because we were on Rochelle's podcast. So we we know how one another functions and work. But this one will actually be out first. So they may not know that. Ooh, so if you like what you hear, you can go hear where it all started. But now we get to put you in the hot seat, which is always really fun. It's so nice to like be on a podcast because like I don't have to do the prep work. I'm like, I can just show up and talk. You can ask me questions. I don't have to like think about like the follow-up question. I mean, like, but there are some like I try not to really like curate them that like that for me, just because every time I did, I felt like stressed. Yeah. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, it's just an open conversation and that's where we go from there. And it just feels, it feels better for me, for my process. Cause I don't have any Virgo energy. I'm just like <laughs> all fire. And <laughs> I mean, listen, all the things I'm also off the cuff. I don't know if that's a Scorpio trait or what, but mm. you also a reflector though. Right. Yeah. So I really kind of just, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that means and like what that's all about. I kind of know, but also I kind of don't because I feel like there's just so much to learn about it that you really don't. I'm like, is this a is this a reflector thing or, you know, I don't know what I'm like, do I have like magic powers now? (laughs) Can I suddenly like make my laundry put itself away? Like, I don't understand. I wish. Right. Well, I think it's like reflectors are so few, right, that everybody focuses on the generators, the manifestors, the projectors. But like every reflector I've interacted with, it's like it's not contrary to what the books say, but. I feel like you are just so full of life, like the excitement, the risk taking, the like passion is so much more than I would expect from reading a page on a reflector in a textbook. But I do think there is an element, obviously, of that, like mirroring people back to them that every time I'm in the energy of I'm like, okay, I have to remember that there's also a part of me being reflected in this too, you know? And so it's just, it's an interesting thing, but I love being in that, like, I don't just like learning. This is how you learn, right? More from the textbooks is like from actual talking and interaction in real life and how you talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if reflectors would be more empathetic humans. Probably. Right. They would probably tend to have more of a connection to empathy and like probably also get very affected by other people's energies. But I think it depends on your conditioning because I like briefly dated a reflector and I felt like he had such a big ego, but it's like, but, but he was like so much about the risk taking right? Like everything was new and the novelty piece of it, like was what I have like experienced in reflectors, but the ego was sort of, but then I was like, wait, but do I have an ego? Is that what I'm seeing? I don't know. Hold on one second. <laughs> like, wait, and it was a three, six and I'm a six, three. So it was also like that, like double three, like period. And he had just turned 30. So he's literally moving out of that three, three phase. So it was just, it was so interesting. That is interesting. Like, what am I seeing here? What is this teaching me? But I also think all relationships are mirrors. Yeah. So, oh, whether yes. you reflect or not. Yeah, definitely. Steph, did you ever find out what AJ was? Speaking of which, I feel like Rochelle asked us last time. I didn't. So I'm currently going to text him. Be like, hey, what time are you born? Just a casual question for your boyfriend. Well, I want to start this amazing conversation at the beginning. I need to know what inspired you to start your podcast. I actually don't know. Yeah. So I, I feel like I woke up at 30 and it could be the six, three, like human design part of me, but I had been through just so many toxic situations. I didn't know who I was. And I woke up and I was just in a really bad marriage. And I just, he went for a job interview. I packed my kids, everything I could in the house. And we just left. And up until that point, I feel like my throat was always blocked. I could never like speak my truth. I felt like nobody saw me. And so about, gosh, I was 30, I'm 37. So seven years ago, what year was that? 2016. (laughs) 
so like 2017, I like started my journey. I came across human design in 2019. I started my podcast because I felt like I just wanted a space to express myself. I think more so for me to feel seen and heard than anything else. And the more I just shared, you know, I was going to school at the time for integrative nutrition, the holistic health coaching, I was learning human design. So I was like sharing all these things. And it was just like an outlet for me to express, to use my voice, because I am a Taurus sun in human or in astrology and Taurus rules the throat and I'm a manifesting generator. And so anything manifesting in human design has a throat activation. And it was always the thing that's blocked. Like literally I can feel like I would get in arguments with people and I would just, my throat would hurt like so much. Cause there was so much I couldn't say. And so the podcast was just, yeah, that's where it started. I just wanted to be able to funnel that somewhere. And so I didn't tell anybody about it for like a year and a half. I would just like create, it was like a journal. I just like created episodes and I put them out, but I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want my mom to find out. I didn't want anyone to like hear it, but like I wanted that outlet. And then yeah, like a year and a half later, I was like, all right, I'm putting so much time into this. I have to start telling people <laughs> like it's stupid if I don't. Right. But it was just like so healing for me in that way. And then I, be, I started having more conversations with other people because at first I wasn't having interviews because I was still in that shadow, right? The imposter syndrome, like who am I to have conversations? Who am I to like show up and like guide a conversation? And yeah, I mean, I think it's been one of the most healing things for me like in my life I always find that so interesting you're not the first person that's talked about like the throat being closed off and it's definitely something that I felt growing up very uncomfortable with speaking my truth or being my authentic self so I you know in my brain I, a lot of the time before I would say something I would kind of go through what I was going to say and then say it to make sure that it like sounded a specific way and I don't do that anymore but through this podcast it's helped so much with that identification of self and just speaking the words that I want to speak without like having to second guess myself and just being authentic in the moment. Well, and I think just there's so many shadows around like showing up as yourself. You know, people don't understand it People could, only because people don't do it, right? Everybody's trying to fill a mold or fill a box. And that's what I always felt like my energy was always so much bigger than like who I was showing up as. And I just, yeah, I just got to that point where I was like, I just didn't like who I was in complete honesty. And I was like, something's got to change. Like I, it, it was honestly that rock bottom moment where I was like, my kids are going to think that this is who they're supposed to be. Who are the, you know what I mean? And so I it's just, it was like my breaking point. I think we all have to like sometimes hit that place where we're just, what does they say? The, the discomfort of change has to be less than the discomfort of where you're at. Yeah. I mean, I think Stephanie can talk everybody's ear off about her hitting rock bottom and, and blossoming from that adventure it's, even though it doesn't uh, feel like it in the moment yes you're like dying in the moment <laughs> yeah definitely not it feels like you're drowning not oh yeah fun. for sure I mean I have a journal entry where I was like I feel like I'm drowning and I just that was always the biggest thing is I felt like I was quite literally suffocating all the time I don't feel that much anymore which is good also side note I got I figured out what my boyfriend's human design is he's a projector is he emotional yeah Oh, yeah. It says projector emotional. The omniscient teach strategy is being invited. Note self theme is bitterness. Most important gift is enthusiasm. Definitely has a lot of yeah, enthusiasm for sure on that. We're just calling him a puppy dog. Well, since we are talking about the human design element, and I know that kind of is part of your podcast, what is the goal of your podcast? And like, what can listeners expect to 
learn when they listen. I feel like my like mission and goal with the podcast and my coaching and like everything is just to help people remember who they are, because I think we all have so much power within us and through conditioning, through societal expectations, like, right. We just like sort of lose who we are within all of it. And so in the podcast I have, you know, I talk a lot about human design. I have a transit episodes. I have guests on. And my goal with that is really just to hold space because it's the emotional mastery podcast. Right. And so I think we are like emotions are everything, whether you are a non-emotional being through human design lens or not, we all experience emotions, right? Like I think we came to this planet to experience emotions. Like that's what it's all about. And so whenever I have people on, it's just like providing tools and having conversations to make people feel less alone. Because I think when we're going through something, we feel really alone in it. And so to hear somebody with the same experience, like I remember when I first learned human design, I would listen to podcasts. And every time I heard them talk about like a manifesting generator and quitting or having multi like multi multiple talents and passions and this and that, I was like, oh my gosh, it's me. Like my mom would always be like, you can never finish anything, you know? And it's like, but what if that was just, I wasn't finishing the things that didn't let me up. Right. And I think it's just that acceptance of we are who we are and we don't have to be anybody else. And it's like, I believe in reincarnation. So I don't believe it's just this one lifetime, but we have this one lifetime that we're consciously remembering right now, you know? And so it's like, why, I guess, why are we wasting it on these little things that do matter? I don't want to say they don't matter, but I think sometimes we just need to zoom out and just, yeah, know that we're perfectly imperfect as we are. And to just sort of like lean into the process. And that's like my constant lesson. You know, every time something happens to me and I have a moment of like, why me? Like, why am I in this situation? I'm like, it's a lesson to it. There's a beautiful thing. Like at the end of the day, who's going to remember this? You know what I mean? If I'll remember it more for not doing it than going through the experience. So I think just a remembering of who we are is my goal with the podcast. I love that. There's something so like heartwarming about that. That's I think what it's all about. It's that to me is the definition of connection is just remembering who we are, you know, because when and remembering when connect- similarities. Yeah. Cause when you connect with people, that's, that's what it is. It's like, you're remembering, oh, I remember when, oh yeah. And like, you have a story and I've got one. And, and then that, that energetic exchange starts to happen. I think that's really beautiful. So what would be your favorite piece of advice you've learned from a guest? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Honestly, <laughs> like I learned something from every guest and I think yeah. that's, that's one of the coolest things, right? And like you kind of, to your point, and I feel like we have these conversations with people and it's like, it's more than just the conversation. We're like actually seeing each other on a soul level, you know, because we're setting this container to like have these. Oh man. You know, I don't know. I have, I have guests sometimes that will bring me through their process. And I'm just gonna say this one, just because it's a recent one and it stands out, but I had this woman, it hasn't been released yet. I think it'll be like February or something, but she is a sacral coach. And so she literally brought me through this process of like, yes or no questions and like asking. And like at the end of it, it was like, for me to reduce my anxiety, I needed to walk barefoot in my house. And it was like, I, it was led by me but I didn't understand. You know what I mean? It was just like these questions and I don't know, it was just like such, that doesn't even make any sense, but (laughs) it was such a cool like process, you know? And there was another shaman that I had on that she actually lived in Austin and I went down to one of her events. And like, so I met somebody in like where I live. And so I, I actually just went and had dinner with this woman tonight. Like it's so it's just like these synchronistic, beautiful things. So I can't say that there's like one specific guest that like stands out, right? I think I learned something from every single conversation that I have because everybody's, you know, beautiful in their own way. But I think those like practical tools, I don't know. Now I have like, I have like so many people in my head that I'm like, oh my gosh, but this one was so cool. And this one was so cool. But I mean, it's just, I mean, it truly is like all of them. And I know that's like cliche, but it really is. <laughs> it just means that you have really good guests on. That's one of the harder questions that we ask on cycle swaps, because how can you just pick one per like, I, it's hard. Like I can't honestly, 
I wouldn't say that there's any one specific person that I was like, oh my God, she was my favorite. You know, I have maybe a top five, but like, it's just, it's hard because you're going to learn something different from everybody. And especially when I look at the times and phases that I interview people, every time I edit it, I'm like, whoa, that was so needed for what I was going through. Or sometimes even editing it, I gain more from the editing process than I did from the interview, you know? And I'm like, it's just, it's so synchronistic. It's so beautiful. I'm the one that edits our podcast. So I get to be here present having the interviews. And then as I refer to her as future, Emily gets to therefore do the edit. And then I listen back again when it's fully edited in my car on my way to work. And I'm therefore intaking the information three times and absorbing it. And every time it hits just a little different, a moment that happens here in this present that may seem like a little off or I'm uncomfortable or like something comes up and I'm just triggered in a little bit of a way. When I'm editing, I'm like, oh, that moment's going to be there. I'm going to have to deal with that because like I'm going to hear it. And I go through and I, I don't hear any difference. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I get through it. And then I listen to it when it's fully done through Spotify in my car. And I'm like, what was I thinking in the moment that made me feel this certain way? Because now I'm listening back and I'm not hearing that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's this very interesting thing of like, oh, this thing that I thought was reality in that moment clearly wasn't, but you're just, you're so in it that I think you get tunnel visioned, which is my big thing. I love to get tunnel visioned. I don't love it. It's one of my least favorite things about <laughs> myself, but you get so tunnel vision that you're unaware that like, no, that situation really wasn't as big as you thought it was. So it's, it's a really big learning lesson for me in those moments to be like, oh, it wasn't as big as I thought it was. I don't know why I thought like my anxiety spiked at that moment. Yeah. I sometimes remember my thought process as I'm editing it, but then same thing. I listen. I'm like, oh, wow. Like nobody would even have a clue of what was happening inside <laughs> my head in that moment. <laughs> it's just like glossed over. I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> but it's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. It's like one of those things too, where like, I'm looking forward to the day where I can give up the editing process, but I also really like it. I really like it. You know, I think it's like, and I do same thing. I edit it. And then I listen to it like as it's released and I, I'm a Leo moon and Leo rising. So there's a part of me that's like, do I just like listening to myself talk? Like, but that's also become like learned, right? Like in the beginning, I was like, Oh, I like sound awful. And now it's funny. People will be like, Oh my, like they'll listen to my podcast. Like you just sound like you should be on a podcast. I'm like, that's so weird. Cause my whole life I was like, Ugh, like I have a terrible voice. And I thought that too. I too. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought that too. And someone recently was like, you have a great voice. And I'm like, what are you listening to? It sounds like <laughs> cigarette being dragged on gravel. Like, I don't know. Well, it's weird though, because most of our lives, we don't listen to ourselves. Like we hear ourselves all the time. We don't listen. Right. And so then when we actually are editing it, we're hearing it outside of the inside of our head. It's so like, weird. What is this? Like, yeah. Or like seeing yourself. I always think that's really yeah. awful. Like this weird, profound thing. I think somebody once said, or I read it somewhere, I don't remember that. Like if we were to see ourselves the way other people saw us, because we're always seeing the reflected version of us, not actually like us and our face, how it's perceived. I forget what they said, but it means that like the time has somehow, something's happened to the space-time continuum if that happened. And I was like, oh, interesting. I, yeah, no, you don't. Like I look at myself in the mirror and- I just see reflected back at me, but I'm not seeing me. Yeah. Like 3D. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, it is so it's interesting. Crazy. It really is weird. We never really. Yeah. 
I know. No, we just don't, we just will never see it. I mean, and even in like a picture, once again, you're still not seeing you. Like even if that picture is flipped and you're seeing your face the way other people see it, it's still not you seeing you in that way. Yeah. yeah. So I always find that, but that's like a, a big brain F for me. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. I wonder what would happen <laughs> if we were to do that. But even like when you're creating reels or videos out of this content, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking at like when I watch myself laugh with somebody, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even know like I looked like that. So, you know what I mean? Like it's because you don't see yourself as things are happening. You know, even now, like I'm talking, my video is here, but I'm not looking at me. I'm looking at you. So then when I like see that, I'm like, oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. So you guys, I made an oopsie. I accidentally slipped and put the wrong year for my boyfriend. So his chart is different, but he's still a projector. How old did you make AJ? I accidentally made him 26. He's Oh, you made him two years not. older than he is? <laughs> okay. Wishful thinking, I think. I like you made him two years older than he is. I did. I was texting him. He's like, I'm definitely not born in 97. I'm like, I am so sorry. Whoopsies. No, because I was like, you know what? I don't know. In 1999. That's so crazy. See, I don't think of age like that. So I don't like go back and say the year, of course, that somebody's born. That's insane. That's one year away from 2000. Yeah. And that makes me very uneasy. It's okay. He loves you and you love him. It's fine. Yeah, no. He's a he's a good he's a good boy. My brother is dating somebody that my brother's 35 and his girlfriend's 25. And I've dated a few guys. I'm 37 and I've dated a few guys that are 30. 28 to me is just that they're not ready for what I'm ready for. Mm-hmm. That's just like my limit. 30 is like, I feel like they've just gone through their Saturn return. They're kind of going through some sh- stuff. <laughs> almost. You caught yourself. You got it. You got it. <laughs> they're going through some stuff, but they're like on the other side of it, but there's still a level there, but I don't know. Cause that's like a seven year gap. And I just feel like, Hey, I don't know. I mean, age, like you said, age is like not, it's not for everyone. And that was my big thing. Like when we met, I was, like mm, my cutoff is 25 and like 25 the right 25 and I met him and he did not seem 24 right out the gate I mean like at all now I'm seeing you know his age every once in a while but it's it's very endearing to me and I like that because it's more youthful it doesn't feel so settled it doesn't feel like he's you know, set in his ways and he's like, he's willing to be open to change. And I like all of that because I don't, I don't feel 32. I've always said that I feel like I'm still, and that's not to say like, I feel like I have the wisdom of a 32 year old, but how do I word this without it sounding bad? But like the thought processes of maybe a a 20 year old, meaning like I still have that, that like tendency. Yeah. I mean, and it's not a bad thing. I just, I'm not so settled in the way that I do things like I like to be an old woman sometimes, but I it was actually very nice to go out with him and his friends. And I was like, oh, I remember when I could take shot after shot after shot, you know, and it's but it's like nice to see somebody else living that out. I find it very comforting, which is maybe a reflector thing. I have no idea. It works for me, but he's also very mature. He has his collective ish together. He works his absolute a off. I mean, it's it's crazy. He does not seem 24 at all. I'm like, wow, you're a miracle. But I do agree age is a number. I dated a 30 year old that in no way like felt like he didn't, he was more mature. Like he had a lot of older brothers. So I feel like that Mm. maybe matured him. But I also am very well aware that if he had gone out with his friends and I was there, I probably would have seen the 30 year old. Oh yeah. But I'm 37. I don't feel 37. I still feel like I'm in my twenties sometimes, you know, like my kids will be like, you're almost 40. And I'm like, I'm not. Excuse me. (laughs) 
who invited don't you feel here? it <laughs> but some days like i will be on my feet all day and I'll, it'll be three o'clock i'm like i'm so tired <laughs> You're like, man, I I'm like, can now feel, I my, feel age. my age. Yeah. But then I also like work out every day. So I don't know. It's just, it really is like, I think as old as you honestly feel, but I know people my age that are just like their whole bodies hurt. And I'm like, man, I'm in good shape. Cause I really, unless I've worked out hard, I don't get sore. Like it's still not a thing. Sleep has been, I've noticed a little bit more sleep becoming a little bit less. And that's a little frustrating because I love to sleep. That's like my, I I'm a Taurus, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I love my, sleep. Yeah. That's my numbing mechanism now is like, I just, if I feel anything, somebody today, they were quitting smoking. I was like, just go home and sleep. And she's like, why? I'm like, cause then your soul can just leave your body. You don't have to worry about that. You know, just like go to sleep and then deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> I was reading his chart and it just, so environment for the first time I got it, it was mountains. And I was like, I don't know, I guess that kind of makes sense. But his actual chart says environment is kitchens, which is absolutely mind blowing to me because he's like, oh man, like cooking and the kitchen. And like, that is his, he's like, that's my true love. That's my calling. Like I love, man, that's crazy. Wow. Well, now I have to send him his correct chart. So a lot of people like with kitchens too, it's like everything happens in the kitchen, right? It's not just like cooking, but it's also like people will hang out in people's kitchens or they entertain, or sometimes it's just like the temperature, right? Kitchens tend to be a little bit warmer and like maybe a little bit more humid with the stove and stuff going on. So it's like also that sort of thing, but I love this. I'm going to have to send him this episode and be like half of this episode is about you. All about you, AJ. I hope you feel so happy. So we're talking about change, not being 24, being 26, being 26, not being 24, being 30, 37, 32, all of this lovely change to the ages. <laughs> so I know how it has greatly impacted our lives, but how has podcasting changed your life? I think honestly, I think that kind of went into the question that you had asked, like what stands out to me most or like what, if there was like one guest, like, I just think I've learned so much through just this process about myself coming into my own authenticity, like asking the questions that maybe like, you know, like feel weird or just like trusting my own like inner knowing. And yeah, like I said, like I learned something from every single guest. And so it's just helped me in my journey as much as I hope that it's helping the people are listening to it. Just being able to speak and have a space to connect to people. Astrology, my Chiron, which is your wounded healer is in my 11th house, which is all about, it's your like soul tribe, right? It's the community, it's the collective. And so there's always like in my life been a wounding around that. And it's interesting, the podcast, I pulled the podcast astrology chart and the sun is conjunct my Chiron. So the podcast is literally helping me heal. And so just like that itself. That's so cool. We always say cycle chats is, is her own thing. She is. She has her, her own energy, really her are. own feelings. I mean, we came in really not, I mean, we had an idea and she changed everything. So she said, I will tell you what yeah. you're going to be doing. I'm We're driving like, oh. the car, get in. I was wondering if there's like something along your journey that you wish you would have known at the beginning, like something podcasting wise. Specific to podcasting. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I feel like just be consistent. Mm. You know, I think that so many podcasters or whatever you're trying to do, right? I think when it gets hard, a lot of people just throw their hands up. Like I've been doing this for four years. I didn't tell anybody about a year and a half. And I think so many times we think everything's, it's going to like, we see people who are a success and we're like, oh, it's happened been overnight. Yeah. It's been a year and I don't have that many downloads. Like what is wrong with me? And it's just all fake. You know what I mean? Like I think our own journey is our own journey and just like leaning into that. And like, if it truly lights you up, if you really are excited about it, like keep at it. You know, it's like, I value so much these conversations. I value meeting people. I value just like, even when I'm just doing a solo episode, right? Like I truly, and I'm an MG, so I'm supposed to do things that let me up, but I truly like love it. Like when I think about anything in my life, I'm like, if I didn't have podcasts, I'm like, what would I do? 
I know. You I know? think about that all the time now. I'm like, what would I do with my time? I'd have so much free time. I would just be <laughs> a, a potato on the couch. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I would do. I love conversing with people. This has lights me up and, and like fills my soul with so much, I don't know, like appreciation for other people that are out doing the same thing and connecting with yeah, you. Yeah. And just so many people that you never normally connect with. And so I never expected like what was actually going to happen. You know, I never expected to like meet the people I've met and like have the relationships that I have. And even even if I'm not like a top five world podcast, you know, at the moment, but it's like, I've gained so much more out of it that like, forget the numbers, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I think everybody's looking for the quick fix. I gotta go viral and, and that's that, that, done. You know, you, it's almost like fitness. It's like, you want the abs, you want to lose the weight, you want to gain strength, whatever, but it takes time. It takes time and it takes showing up. I mean, I just started working out, like really working out. And I can confidently say because I decided to show up when I didn't want to. I was doing, uh, I don't even know, something for the arms today. I forgot what it's called. And I went the heaviest I've ever gone ever in my life. I couldn't even believe I was, I was, the weight felt like it was floating. I was like, this is crazy. So yeah, I think you got to learn to be patient and kind of enjoy the journey of it because there should, I mean, for Emily and I, we had an end goal and then I think we decided to just not have one and just enjoy the success of the fact that we've talked to people we've never met before. And, you know, that's, I think what it's all about. So. And I think if you're not doing the work to hold space for that end goal that you're looking for, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Like I think if you can, you can have the best body in the world through working out, but if you are not energetically at a space where you can accept that about yourself, you're still not going to be where you want to be, you know? And so I think that's, it is like falling in love with that process because someone said to me once too, when I was talking about the podcast and the numbers and they were just like, but also like enjoy this phase of it because there will be a point where you're not going to be able to do all this that you like, I do like creating. You know, I do like, you know, all the like the one-on-ones, the, the engagement that I personally have with the audience and the guests and things like that, that when you get to a certain point, I'm not going to be in control of that anymore, you know? And so it's just, it's enjoying those like moments in the process that like, I actually have my hands in everything now. And that is cool. Even though like, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to like give it to somebody else. But yeah, when I have somebody else to do it, I'm going to miss the editing process, you know? So it's just like enjoying what we're given right now. Yeah. My, my husband has been very into like manifestation affirmations recently. I'm forgetting the woman that he's been listening. I think her name is Leslie. I don't remember. She's passed away since he like keeps doing this thing. I don't know where I got it from. It's possible that he, he listened to it from her, but like we'll be out and he'll go, oh, people are looking at us. They just want a picture of us. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like the first time he did it, I was literally like, dude, what? Like, what are you talking about? No he one's looking at us. <laughs> yeah. I was like, psychology dude, worked. are you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah. But like, I just feel bad for them. You know, like they're getting, you know, they can't get a picture of us. We have masks on and like, they can't see our face, but they're, they're jealous that they're not us. And I was like, okay. And he just keeps doing it now. And he's like, yeah, I'm putting it out there in the universe. Like, I'm just putting it out there that we're going to be famous one day and that people are going to like want to take our picture. And I'm like, okay. That's actually really cute. I was Emily. like, can we not be too famous though? I It's weird. It's very cute and weird. But I was like, can we not be too famous? Because like, I still would like my life to be what it is. I don't need like Kim Kardashian famous. That sounds yeah. awful. I would love it if like somebody came up to me and was like, oh my God, I love your podcast. I think I would faint. I'd be like, what? That yeah. would be very cool. I have people at work that listen to the podcast and they'll like talk to me about it, but I know that they listen because obviously I 
told them what the podcast was, but it's still kind of weird when it's like you tell someone and then they actually do listen and not just once, like all the time, they'll be like, oh yeah, I listened to this episode. And like, where people will come out, uh, like I literally dated this guy a year and a half ago. We like ended it over a year ago. Hadn't spoken like since. And he messaged me like last month. It was like, just wanted you know, like I still listen to it. Like it so helps me. And I'm like, nice. That's so crazy. Right. Cause it's like, I know you, you listen to it because I told you, but like you didn't have to continue listening. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it is more people are listening than we think, you know, and more people are taking it in than we think. And that's just like, sometimes it's nice to have that validation of somebody just popping up and be like, Oh my God, I love this episode. And you're like, what about it? Did you like, (laughs) yeah. Specifically give me time stamps. (laughs) What touched, what changed your life? Would you be willing to write (laughs) a review on Google? Like, I literally said that I was like a review on Apple. It's like, don't talk to me about my podcast. <laughs> if you're listening to it and you're reaching out to me. Yeah. Too much for them though, most of the time, right? People are like, no. I always try and say Spotify because I'm like, it's literally you click the five stars. You don't have to do anything else, but click. The, you don't have to write a review. You don't have to say anything. Just click the button and you're done. And I have more reviews on Spotify because it's so easy. You just click it. Ay, ay, ay. Well, what a lovely conversation. I'm so glad that we finally made this work. We got you on cycle swaps and that we got to converse again because it was just so much fun the first time. It was. It was. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. I want to start closing off the conversation with what does women empowerment mean to you? I think in keeping tune with, you know, before what I talked about, why I kind of created the podcast, it's just like being yourself. I think we have so many societal standards of what it means to be a woman and how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to be. And and at the end of the day, it's like you are your most powerful when you're authentic and whatever authenticity means to you. You know, there's no like blanket statement of what that is. I think it's just your own truth and remembering that and just being yourself. Yeah. Hugely important. All right. If you had a time machine and could go back in time, what advice would you give that 15 year old self? I think the same thing. Just be you. Stop. Just take the mask off. You don't have to impress anyone. So hard for those 15 year old selves though, isn't it? I feel so my, my niece is 11. And so she started going through puberty, you know, and rough time for young women. I just see her like fighting sometimes against it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Be weird. Like, like who you want. And it's beautiful and explore and just be you be as weird as you want to be. Are you interested in that? Great. Talk to the, and she's like, no, I can't, I can't talk to the boys about this or the girls. And I'm like, I, I don't No, You can, you can talk to people about it. All you have to do is open your mouth and go up to somebody and ask them a question. So she's like very much in the phase of like, nobody look at me. And I'm like, no, go up to people, ask their names. I have a so, manager that told me she has her kids ask the most ridiculous questions that they know people are going to say no to just to get used to rejection. And then you don't care oh. anymore. Oh, that's a fabulous idea. Yeah. So my daughter's 13. And so she's sort of, she's in that same thing where, oh my gosh, you can't say this to that person. And she's, and she'll like ask for something like, just go ask that person. And she's like, oh my God, I could never. Cause they're going to say no. I'm like, but you don't know. You don't know unless you know. And if they say no, they're not punching you in the face. They're just saying no. They're punching me with words. (laughs) Like (laughs) my soul. (laughs) But I mean, we all remember that age, right? Oh yeah. It's just part of the process. Yeah. Uh, No, very much so. It's just so funny to see somebody else go through it. And you're like, wow, this is so ridiculous. And one day you're going to be 30 and you're going to be like, why why was I so scared to talk to the person that I liked? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, could have, would have, should I, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting. Like I, you know, like dating and stuff like that. She'll see like men's number come up on my phone and she's like, mom, how many guys are you talking to? So how do you do it? I'm like, okay, it's not like that serious. You're like, listen, babe, (laughs) just use your mouth. Oh, I got really, man, when I was really dating, I got absolutely phenomenal at just 
I would initiate. And it's mm. funny because I have a coworker who's so much younger than me. And she's always like, no, I need the guy to initiate. And she really liked this one guy. And I was like, I was like, just text him. You have his number. She's like, no, I want him to be interested in me. He liked my story. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, just message him. What's wrong with you? Like we did that too. That's why like I stopped doing that. And I will tell you that was the, if I could take a poll, that was the number one thing that guys would say. They were like, you shocked the absolute hell out of me at how assertive and forward you were. And I told him, I said, I don't have time to play. We're either going to do this or we're not. Like if I'm interested in you, that's why my, with my boyfriend now, I messaged him and I was like, hey, heard a lot about you you know, love to hear more. And he's like, oh, what'd you hear? And I was like, I'd love to hear about it in person. He's like, great. I'm free this weekend. And like within 48 hours, we met up with each other and the rest was history. That's what it takes. Sometimes you just have to be assertive. I generally let like, I mean, it's weird in the like online dating world because I think both parties have to like engage in some way. Yeah. But it's interesting. Everyone I'm dating now, like I've actually met in person. So it's sort of been like led by them asking for my number. But there's a thing where like, there's some moments where I get like stuck. Where I'm like, you didn't say good morning to me. Ugh, the hell, right? But then at the same time, I'm like, Rochelle, you're thinking about them. Just, just send a message, say good morning. It's not that big a deal. Like, I do like to feel feminine within my relationships because I'm so masculine everywhere else. I'm a single mom. I have to, you know, I like work like two jobs. So I'm like so much making decisions. So like, if I can show up to a date and you plan everything, I'm in heaven. I just feel so much. I can just like relax, but I'm also okay with like, I just, you know, somebody at work today, she's really young. I think she's like 19, but she was like, she started dating somebody. She's like, I just don't know how to tell them how I feel. I just like, I don't want to be vulnerable. And I'm like, but you're, missing out on so much by not, you know, I'm like, at this point in my life, I'm like, I can't like not tell you how I feel. And if I, even if I'm going to get hurt at the end of the day, like, I don't want to sit there and be like, oh my God, but what if I had told them I really liked him? Would it have made a difference? At least now I know, you know, I can be like, well, and, and feelings, that's another so. thing too, is if you see patterns, right. If he continues to not text you good morning. Okay. Then you can be like, what the hell? You know, I think for me, like I always had a three strike rule. If I saw that it was not being reciprocated. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. But, but you also have a feeling, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you feel when something's really not genuine and when well, something is. That's the weird thing is so... like, I sometimes still even now have a hard time with my boyfriend. I'm like, he's so good. Like, he's so wonderful and is really just chef's kiss. But I'm like, when's that other shoe going to drop? Because I'm, I've been so let down. I'm like, that's not to say that I was perfect in every single relationship I had, but the ones that really meant something to me affected me very deeply. And so I'm like, oh God, when's that other shoe going to drop? Because I feel, <laughs> I feel very safe and taken care of. And I'm like, oh no, I need to feel chaotic and like things aren't right. And it's just not, that's not happening. And it's not, I don't believe it's going to happen. So it's, it's a weird, it's weird. And I think a lot of that is female conditioning too. Mm. And we talked about this a little bit on the Emotional Mastery podcast when you were on there, but I do, I'm I'm in a situation too where there's a part of me that sometimes I'm like, is this like love bombing? But like, it's reciprocal. But then I'm also like, yeah, like that, exactly. I'm like, is that what I'm doing? But then there's a piece of me. It's like, I know that emotional states are attached to past things, right? So it's like the emotional state, the emotions that I feel now, I'm projecting my past on this person. But when I'm actually with them, it doesn't yes. feel like that. But then when we're not together, my mind is like, oh, well, wait, they're telling you this and this hasn't even happened in your relationship. So it must mean that they're manipulating you. But then I get around the energy of the person and it's all fine. And I'm like, okay, you're going, I don't want to say crazy, but my mind, my ego is like telling me all these reasons why it's not going to work based on my past. And so it I is I think like, in a weird way, it's just your 
it's your experience trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you felt this way before and you got hurt. So it's not safe to now feel it now. And so it's just, I just keep coming back to myself and like meditating and being like, okay, I need to know that I'm okay without this external validation that's happening right now too. Like I don't need that. It's a compliment. I really enjoy it, but like, I'm okay just like within myself. So we love you. We love talking to you. We say it all the time that this is just, I feel like everything happened for a reason and hopefully it's not for a season and it's for a lifetime because I love our conversations. I think they're just so fun. So we know where to find you, but where can our listeners find you? And do you have any fun projects coming up that we should be keeping an eye out for? So if this is coming out December, I'm currently doing, uh, it's a three month program, but you can still get like the replays and everything. And it's essentially, it's called reset and embrace. So the concept was from the eclipse season and just really reinforcing our manifestations and doing the unblocking work and the shadow work and through the lens of human design and astrology. And we're doing breath work meditation, all those, all that. And so it's a three month container from basically November until the end of January, but you can have access to all of the replays. So that's sort of like the bigger container that I'm, we're sort of working on right now. And then I have the holistic human design Academy and that's literally it's nine modules. It's human design, it's astrology, it's the body, it's attachment theory, it's energetics, it's gene keys. It's all my passions as an MG, like funneled into like one program. And then you can find me on Instagram is primarily where I'm active. And that's at Rochelle.Christian. It's Christian with an E. <laughs> That doesn't really exist. And then YouTube for the podcast and TikTok. Same. It's all basically the same. And then of course the podcast, Emotional Mastery Podcast. Find it wherever you listen to Spotify. Podcasts. Rate her five stars. <laughs> yes. Five stars. Just click. While you're there, everyone, you can also rate cycle chats, cycle swaps. Literally, please. <laughs> takes two seconds while you're listening to it. Play it in the background. Put it on silent if you don't want to listen to it. And you're going to be missing out on a lot of good stuff, <laughs> but also those plays help. Thank you so much. This was such a lovely conversation knew it would be. I mean, after the last one. And if y'all really liked what you heard today, you can go ahead and check out her episode, which is coming out afterwards. So when is that going to be? I think it's in January. So you've got a sneak peek in our episode and then Rochelle's will drop with us. So I have you February 8th, but we can talk about that. I can move forward to Go check her out. All the links are going to be below. And if you don't know who we are, I like to always say, what are you living under a rack? We're Cycle Chats. You can find us at www.cyclechats.com. Everything's there. Just go there and you'll know all about who we are, our YouTube, our actual podcast, our storefront, our newsletter, yada, 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 yada. Thank you so much. I love human design. And so for anyone listening, if you ever figure out what your human design is, pop in, pop into our DMs, say hello, tell us what you are. Let's have a conversation. And we mean it when we say like actually DM us because we like to talk to you. If you can't tell that we like to talk. It's like we're so quiet. No one's saying anything. Thank you so much again. And for the usual, everyone, we hope you sync up with us next time. <laughs>